The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit worldtalkradio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are. With your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist, Heather Brittany. Define your vision, discover your passion, and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio. Featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style. Be the star you are, starting right now. There is no time for siestas because it's fiesta time here on Radio's Finest Hour of Power, Star Style, Be the Star You Are, a program of positive book talk, and we are your personal growth specialists. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we want you to pump your energy and love, laugh, learn, and have a blast with us today as we party on. Well, today's show introduces an intense travel thriller. You're going to hear Ed and Janet Howell's new book, The Last Road to Paris. It has everything in it, spies and secret agents, sex, duplicity. It's all there, and it's very fast-paced read. It was named the best book by Kirkus Reviews. So that is exciting entertainment, but that's coming up in segment two. So first, Heather and I are going to get this party started with a fiesta. It's Cinco de Mayo coming up soon, so make sure you uh, get out your pen paper and maybe have your margarita getting ready. And finally, in our last segment, beware of Caribbean scams. We're going to have modern-day pirates that want your doubloons, and I'm going to tell you how to avoid them. So the miracle moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the best you can be in writing, acting, speaking, and media interviews. To set up a consultation, call 925 377 star or visit starstyleproductions.com and jumpstart your creativity today. This is by Norman Vincent Peale. To be successful is to be helpful, caring, and constructive, to make everything and everyone you touch just a little bit better. The best thing you have to give is to give of yourself. So uh, we are ready to give of ourselves. Are you ready to throw your own fiesta? Pop in that. La musica latina, you know, mix the margaritas and ole, ole. <laughs> but um, before we get our party, our fiesta started here, I just wanted to give you a little bit of history background. First of all, 
Cinco de Mayo is not a Mexican holiday, and it is not El Día de Independencia, which is actually on September 16th, which for all of you, like our 4th of July, there's a September 16th. It's not their Independence Day. The first Cinco de Mayo celebration was actually May 5th, 1862, when the Mexican-American community in California, in Los Angeles, actually, celebrated Mexico's victory over the invading, uh, invading French at the Battle of Puebla. And the people in Los Angeles viewed this win as a symbol of hope because in the, during the Civil War, France was threatening to ally with General Robert E. Lee and the Confederacy, and those in California wanted democracy, and they did not want the Confederacy. So this year actually marks the 150th anniversary of that battle. So are you ready to fire up the tortillas and wave both the American and the Mexicano flag? And uh, yes, we'll drink a couple margaritas or cervezas. And Heather, what do you have planned for the fiesta time? <laughs> I will actually be working this fiesta time. But, you know, it's, it's funny how you're saying a lot of people do confuse Cinco de Mayo as Mexican independence. So just as you said, isn't that day? It's actually September 16th. And something I, I love, even though we are in California and where Mexico is very close to us, um, it's crazy. It doesn't really explain why the United States as a whole is so excited over Cinco de Mayo. It's such a, a big participant in it. And well, Heather, I- it's sort of like St. Patrick's Day. You know, I look at it in Ireland. I don't even know if the if all my Irish friends celebrate St. Patrick's Day the way we do. We celebrate it bigger than they do. Cinco no, de Mayo I- is kind of like that, too. I think, you know, and actually it's interesting you said that because uh, Time Magazine did a study, did a, a, a polling of the 10 most drunkest holidays, and of course St. Patrick's Day was number one, and Cinco de Mayo actually got fourth, and I think really with Americans, we just want any excuse, you know, to party, to go big, or go home, and I think definitely, you know, they, there's something they say in the United States, um, there's an estimate of 365, that's basically a festival a, a day um, celebrated um, throughout the country that have big celebrations. And as you mentioned earlier, Los Angeles um, has a huge festivals and big parties there um, and shut down streets and all that. So really, you know, based on the demographic, there might be more um, you know, intense festivals and activities. I know just moving up from San Diego, we actually have... Um, a little area that is called Old Town that is supposed to sort of um, replicate Old Town Mexico. So I know it during Cinco de Mayo, it gets crazy there. And definitely, you're talking about San Diego, right? Because in San yeah, Diego, now, I, now, I said, now I just said in San Diego, but Los Angeles has a huge following as well, and they do a lot of stuff there. Um, some of the biggest cities are Los Angeles, uh, Chicago, Houston. Um, they actually ha- uh, host annual Cinco de Mayo festivals that draw, you know, hundreds of thousands of people every year. So when you hear, you know, certain areas that people go to um, for festivities, those are usually the main places um, for it. And you know, it's, it's kind of funny. You're coming from being, you know, not not a, a Mexican or Hispanic American, and so loving this day. You know, there's just something about you know having margaritas and um, and piñatas and just you know celebrating. And um, it was kind of funny. You know, I was looking on when I was uh, looking into all this of 
of uh, how many just delicious um, recipes. I actually had a fish taco over lunch today, and it was so good. Um, kind of getting into the spirit of, of all of that. Um, and I know, you know for, for you guys, what, what are you guys planning to do? Well, actually, this year, the Vino, the Vino de Mayo, uh, oh, which yeah. is the fundraiser for the University of Pacific uh, Dental School, actually falls on Cinco de Mayo. And you know, it's a big, huge donation. And I have never, never been. And we donate a lot to uh, that school and wine and all this. And actually, I think that uh, I'm going to get to go. So... It'll be very interesting to see because there definitely will not be margaritas there. I don't, at least I don't think so. I think it's all about wine, which is more my speed anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, you know, it's actually interesting about. I mean, when you think Mexican celebration, you always think margaritas. And um, the funny thing is, is that margaritas was actually invented um, by a Dallas socialite in 1948. So it was I did not um, know that. That's yeah, awesome. But, however, they were they were visit they were vacationing in Acapulco, and so little to say, you know, who, you know, chicken or earth. I'm sure they got it from there or, or you know discovered, and they didn't actually start making um, the frozen margarita the, the margarita blends until 1971. Um, because that's when they started having blenders so that they could do that. And um, actually, you, know, you may think Cinco de Mayo is Margarita Day, but actually February 22nd is um, viewed as National Margarita Day. And, well, if anyone uh, has ever been to Mexico, they, you know, the, the agave plant is, yeah. it, it comes from, tequila is made from this agave plant. And there are, just like you can go to wineries here in California, well, actually all over the United States now, and taste wine, you can actually do te- tequila tastings. And what is very interesting is you really can buy the absolute greatest tequilas in Mexico. They're more like cognacs. I mean, they're really, really specialized. And all these ones with the big names, they just have a big marketing behind them that are exported here to, to uh, the United States. So, you know, unless you really go to the country, I'm not so sure you've ever really tasted what real tequila is supposed to taste like. Yeah, no, and that's interesting you say. And it's sort of just as, like, champagne truly can't be called champagne unless it's from that region. It's the same thing with the tequilas and it's interesting you said about the marketing is a lot of people view um, the Patron as you know a top shelf margarita and not to say that it's not but again the marketing if um, you've ever heard of isn't that Paul Mitchell who did exactly, that of the hair that's product what, that's exactly what it's just and saying. that's Paul why Mitchell. it's so popular it's it's really but, just but because he made the hair know. yeah but many people don't know because and nowhere in the advertising um, that's almost something if you would know and nowhere does it ever even on the bottle say that Paul Mitchell is associated with it but it's kind of funny and it, it's supposed to be this classic really authentic Mexican tequila and you know it's interesting to see you know what sort of you know it's just uh, really just an image they're making out of it and um, you know something that's interesting too you know again that's uh, why marketing is very of you know why um you know, something that, that's so crazy about the, the tequilas that we're saying is that here in America, how we start to celebrate these things so much bigger. We actually celebrate Cinco de Mayo 
larger than Mexico, and the U.S. is the number one tequila market um, larger than Mexico. However, the little star next to that is that the population of the United States is about three times larger than Mexico. So we sort of have to err on the caution of that, but that we actually consume, purchase and consume more here in the United States than we do um, in our sister country of Mexico. So we just love, you know, we just love taking these other holidays and turning them into ours and just partying it up. I feel, I feel, um, uh, you know, Americans, any excuse that, that, uh, we can start drinking and, and, and in the sun and having the fiestas and fiestas. I know well, what here. kind of foods oh. are normally served? Do you? Th- I mean, in San Diego, which is right on the border of Mexico, what are some of the things that they serve? Because I know in Old Town, I mean, they, you know, they they're making tortillas right there on the street, so they're handmade tortillas. And as you said, fish tacos are always really big, and you know, mulas, and uh, of course the guacamole. But w- do you know, like, what are some of the things that? The um, that's more authentic for the day, or have we Americanized everything? I think we're pretty big about Americanizing everything. Um, it's interesting when you go to certain places how you know they don't they don't eat or drink that. Sort of if you've ever um, gone to Chinese food, they, you know they don't really eat sweet and sour pork. That's just an American made thing. So again, you know. Getting, you want to make sure you've got out the guacamole. You want it fresh up with garlic and onions, and oh, I love guacamole. Um, you go to the, the carne, you know, carne asada. That is something that is really um, very authentic. Or what about salsa, roasted tomatillos, chipotle salsa, um, the you know, chimichurri. I mean, uh, you know, I think really sticking with the, the chimichangas. The guacamoles, um, you know, the fish tacos here um, uh, in Southern California, what's really big is the, the, the um, food cart and the food carts. What am I talking about? The food trucks. Yeah, the food trucks. In fact, a lot of people, I was just talking to uh, somebody who's getting married and they want to have uh, a taco food truck as their food caterer. Ooh, fun, fun. I think that's a really fun idea. Well, but you have to really like, you know, that kind of food. I mean, what I like is the same as you. I like the guacamole, you know, fish taco, but I'm not into the enchiladas and all the beans and the rice. And I just like all the vegetables, all the fresh vegetables. Yeah, and you know, and they make really good. You know, it's it's really where you go. And I think again, in um, you know, roasting the corn husk and um, you know, it's I think that's it's really right. Cool. That's it's, really fun. The corn husk. That's really a good thing. That is true. Um, I think you know, a, a thing is just really going to an authentic place. I know in in Southern California, especially in San Diego, um, you know, we're forty minutes, twenty minutes right up from Mexico, so. It's crazy that, you know, that we have these Taco Bells or tacos, but there's ton, I mean, you know, there's at least five taco shops on a, on a corner. A lot of these little mom and pops, and some are just so good because they're just this authentic, um, you know, really, you can just taste all the flavors, and they're cutting everything up, and 
Um, here I'm well, be- we love Authentic, and of course, we are already at a time, and I just can't wait to get to my authors that are coming on on the with their book, The Long Road to Paris, because, oh my gosh, Heather, you've got to read this book. Oh, it is, yeah. It's so, I'm telling you, it is so amazing. It's one of these books that you can't put down. You stay up all night long, and then you can't even function the next day, but it is so exciting. So, you have to give out the websites, and everybody have a fabulous Cinco de Definitely, most definitely. Grab that margarita and have a great weekend. Go to be the star you are dot com as well as be the star you are dot org. And when we come back, you are going to meet Ed and Janet Howell. They have been on that long road to Paris. Just wait till you hear this adventure. You're going to wonder if it really is fiction or are we really talking about maybe people they know or maybe themselves. In any case, you are listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. So get ready for the great race. We'll be back in a bit. Don't you go away. The star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take World Talk Radio on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Get a positive prescription for living and discover a cure for adversity when you make a difference in the lives of others by donating to Be The Star You Are, a 501c3 top-rated charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through increased literacy, positive media, and tools for living. www.bethestarur.org All donations are tax-deductible. www.bethestarur.org Be the lucky star Are you a teenager with lots to say but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard on the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel and join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com. You can express yourself. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryant, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Be the star you are. You are the star. Get ready to be inspired, entertained, and motivated to greatness with positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. Turn up the volume. 
Tune in to the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, back to the program with the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan. You'll find all you need. Well, thank you so much for staying with us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. My name is Cynthia Bryan, and every week we showcase incredible authors and experts to enhance and inspire your life and entertain you and provide information and thoughts that you probably hadn't even thought of. Be the star you are is a 501c3 charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth through improved literacy and positive message programming like this radio show and Express Yourself for Teens. Because Be The Star You Are believes that stories of inspiration and hope should be available to everyone, regardless of income or ability. So to make a donation, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org or BTSYA.com. And thank you so much for your support. Well, the award-winning novel, The Long Road to Paris, was named a Best Book of the Year by Kirkus Reviews and is described as utterly entertaining thriller. Readers, I mean, Writer's Digest said that the writing sparkled with the author's passion for telling an exciting, character-driven tale of suspense. And I could not agree with them more. I just want to say, too, it really is that lethal combination of international espionage, of spies and CIA and FBI and KGB, plus this really... Tangled Love Story. So this book is written by international globetrotters who love to have fun and adventure. And yes, they also happen to be happily married. Their names, Ed and Janet Howell. And of course, they are with us today with their book, The Long Road to Paris. Welcome, Ed and Janet, to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Thank you, Cynthia. We're glad to be with you this evening. Well, I am really excited because, as I was saying to you earlier, I absolutely loved your book. And for all the listeners, The Long Road to Paris is truly a page-turner. You're going to, once you start, you can't put it down, and you don't want it to end. So I've got tons and tons of questions about it because I really can't believe you can write a book like this and not have been in the CIA or the FBI. You, are, you, are you guys secret agents of some kind, or would we not be able to find out even if you were? That's what a lot of people have said. Uh, you won't be able to find out even as, if we were, but we are not. <laughs> so we're just supposed to take your, road, your word for that, right? That, well, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a card to carry around to say I'm not a CIA agent. Yeah, well, are you wearing that T-shirt that says, you know, CIA or FBI? <laughs> are you no, talking no, about I'm not. <laughs> well, listen, The Long Road to Paris, it is your first novel, and I really would like to find out how you came to write this suspenseful thriller, and it has so many incredibly exotic locations and settings, and they are so realistic. I've traveled a lot, and you really described everything. How did you do this, Ed? Well, I'm going to let Jan answer that one. All right. Well, Cynthia, I think the short answer is that we actually have traveled every single mile that is described in the novel. Um, We did that in a variety of ways. We actually participated in an around-the-world antique car rally in 2011, and then earlier, because we had not traveled across all of Siberia, we took a train from Vladivostok uh, to Moscow. We had lived in Paris, so we have traveled in Europe extensively, and of course we've already we had already um, rallied across the United States several times. So 
the setting was actually uh, very familiar to us. But something that I found really interesting was that you had originally signed on to participate in that 2008 Around the World Rally, which was actually going to be, what, a 100-year commemoration of the first Around the World Rally, but it got canceled by the Chinese. And, and which I found, you know, I didn't even realize that it had, that they withdrew your travel permits. But you actually based your story, The Long Road to Paris, still on that whole route. Tell us about that. Yes, we were, we were planning to write a travelogue of the 2008 trip, which was a centennial for the famous 1908 Great Race. And then China withdrew our travel permits, Great Race went bankrupt, and so we said, okay, we're going to write this as fiction, which is what we did. Well, it doesn't read like fiction because it's like who is chasing who. I'm never sure who I should trust throughout the whole thing. The protagonist, the the real star, is named Ed. And I couldn't help but wonder, Ed, is he named after you? Or Janet, maybe you want to answer that. Is there a little bit of Ed in Ed? Yes, I will answer that. Actually, um, there's two parts to the answer. Yes, Ed Talbot in the book um, does, certainly he is a composite character, as is Marie Claire LeBeau, the other protagonist. Um, But Ed Talbot does have some of the characteristics I think that Ed Howell has, primarily that they're both um, thinkers, uh, they're both problem solvers, they sort of mull over their decisions before they act on them, and I think that's a big part of, of who Ed Talbot is. Now, the reason that he still has the name Ed really is when we started writing the book, we thought we were going to be doing, as Ed said, a travelogue, a memoir of this trip, and we were using our own names, and um, the character Ed just became Ed, and in our own heads, we couldn't change that name. So there are sort of two reasons that he is Ed in the book. Well, you had never written a a novel before. You write a blog. You've got a great blog out there that you do, and we should make sure that people know how to find your blog, which um, they can go to and read about your Adventures and it's the long road to Paris blog.com, right? Is that the right? Did I say that right? No, it's yes. actually the long road to Paris dot wordpress wordpress dot com. Okay, it's wordpress that's in there. Okay, so, but you had not written, um, other than writing your blog, you hadn't been ri- writing a book, but this one came along. And you created it as a novel with this great love romance story in it. Why did you put the love story in it? And why, you know, it's a very tangled love story. Tell us about that. Okay, well, you're right. Um, The uh, story is, by many people, by many reviewers, is considered a thriller. Uh, in truth, we don't really like that word because thriller is sort of the James Bond dirt pick kind of character uh, who can do anything and still come out pressed in his tuxedo. Um, this story, is, as you have said, is much more realistic than that. These people get hurt. Um, they hurt each other. They cry. They um, get depressed. Um, so they have a lot more human 
emotions. So I think suspense is maybe a better word for that part of it. But we always knew there would be a love story in this. Um, I'm going to let Ed talk a little bit about that because I think that's um, part of the book that he felt was going to be very important. But I think the combination, um, even though that makes the book more difficult to market because it doesn't fit into any specific genre, um, to us it's a much more real story. And it's much more interesting from my point of view as well. We're talking to the authors, Ed and Janet Howell, of The Long Road to Paris. Their website is thelongroadtoparis.com, and you can follow their adventures in their blog, which is thelongroadtoparis.wordpress.com. So, Ed, you're going to talk about the romance. So tell us a little bit about this love story, because... I really can see this becoming a movie, and I, I have to say it played like a movie in my head as I was reading the book. I really visualized the characters, but the love story was really important to it. Yes. Um, it's an unusual st- love story because it's told from the man's point of view, like Bridges in Madison County. Uh, the characters sort of did their own thing. They, they took command of the book, in a sense. We... We didn't know where we were going with the love story when we started, and it surprised us. Uh, second, longing is a bit, big part of this love story. There's, there's nothing emotionally keeping these people apart. There's, uh, there are a lot of external factors, and that is uh, an important part of it. Well, and I uh, love all the twists and turns that you have woven into The Long Road to Paris. And the suspense in there romantic lives I think is also a driver for the characters and that to me was really exciting to see where it was going to take uh, take everyone and who can you trust etc now I also want to ask you about your own adventures because when I read your bios the two of you my gosh sailing around the world you've circumnavigated the globe you've just got back from sailing in the Bahamas, and you're going to start a, um, another rally, a car race soon, you motorcycle. There isn't anything that kind of keeps you from adventure. So tell us about your adventure seeking and how you were able to do this with a family because you raised a total of six children, right? Yes, that's correct. Um, three biological children, and we adopted a family of three. Um, well, when we have just always been, I think, adventure seekers, and it hasn't always involved travel. We uh, left an academic setting, both of us teaching at the University of North Carolina, and then went into business, and that was an adventure. Adopting was an adventure, but when we got ready, had the ability to, to travel again, we took the children with us. The younger two boys, we homeschooled on our sailboat in the Bahamas for three consecutive winters, um, and then... We picked up and moved to Paris with them and spent five years there. That, to me, when you moved to Paris, that was really, um, that was thrilling in itself. I love the fact that, you know, you none of, you didn't speak French, right? And it <laughs> no. just was like, okay, let's just move to Paris. Okay, sounds like a great idea. And But what a wonderful experience for the children to, to grow up, um, at least have five years there in Paris. Now, Janet, you've said that you still aren't so great with uh, Les Francaises, but what about the kids? <laughs> we both have trouble. 
<laughs> oh, both of you. Okay. We won't speak French then. But how about the kids? Did they learn to speak some French while we, they were there? Much better than we did. The youngest one learned it the best, which is, I, I think, if you're pre-adolescent, it's much easier than later. Yeah, I think that's really that is really great. But wasn't wasn't that a wonderful adventure there? Because that must have set some of the tone for your book. I mean, yes, the rally does end at the Eiffel Tower in Paris, but at the same time, you've lived there. So, you know, there was that um, the organization that you talk about in the book, and I don't know, it's the SOS Expat. Tell us, is that the name? Is there really such an organization that helps people who are, you know, Americans who are living in Paris and they get lonely? Yes, Tell us a little bit it, about that. That's exactly what it's for. It's an organization of English speakers in Paris. Called, it, the real name uh, in life is SOS Anglais. And when uh, someone gets long, lost and lonely in Paris, they can call up and have a conversation with an English speaker. And But we... We also, this was an unintended result of it, and I was a volunteer there. We also got threatening phone calls from uh, people, Middle Easterners, who had moved to France and felt disenfranchised. And uh, so that part of it, with the threats to us, was very real also. Well, and that's what you, you incorporated that into The Long Road to Paris. Again, we're speaking with Ed and Janet Howell, their book, The Long Road to Paris, their website, thelongroadtoparis.com. You can't miss it. A great, great site. Make sure you go there. But, you know, it, it seems like it would be a wonderful farm for CIA agents or for infiltrators in some way to have people inside there were there any people that you knew of that were part of secret organizations or again well, maybe they didn't, they didn't broadcast they didn't it tell me. Did, <laughs> yeah did I, they suspect did you suspect anybody one person there was one woman there i was a little suspicious of but no they didn't tell me if they were and nobody tried to recruit you no no one tried to recruit me and and uh SOS really is a confidential organization people who call their count on uh things not being repeated about. But I could also see that maybe the phones could be tapped or something like that, right? It could well, be. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, spoken just like a good FBI or CIA agent. <laughs> All right, so another question is, Ed, you are now 77, and yet you're about to embark on another big adventure. Your whole life is about adventures now that your children are grown and you're, you know, you're, you have all these interests in life. So does it ever scare you being sailing, you know, out, you and Janet out there on the high seas? Uh, how do you feel about that? Well, I think, uh, actually, Boredom scares me. <laughs> Ooh, I, would, I agree with you, Ed, there. I, I would I'm not, not like afraid of being out on the high seas. I'm not afraid of uh, driving around the world. Uh, I, if I die in Kazakhstan or, or uh, in the ocean, that would be a bit better, I think, than being in a hospital hooked up to tubes and eating uh, green jello and wearing diapers. Yeah, you're right. And you, I understand that you and Janet are foodies, so part of your traveling is eating some wonderful, wonderful, new, exciting delicacies in different parts of the world. Have you especially, become good have you Paris. become good cooks? Pardon? 
Have you become really good cooks now? Jan is, has become a really good cook. Yes, I have not. <laughs> but I bet you are a very appreciative eater, right? That, that's what I was going to add, Cynthia. <laughs> yes. And then you know what, Jan, don't you find it's so important? Because I really feel that if nobody wants to eat my cooking, then why bother? You know, it's, Absolutely. because it's a gift of love. You know, it's yes. really, you know, you just infuse it with your heart. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. So I want to get back to the long road to Paris. The ending, and we're not going to say what the ending is, it leaves us a bit up in the air. We don't really have a finished product here. It's like I wanted more. I was like, give me another scoop. You know, I really I, I really felt connected to these characters now. I want to know what their lives are going to be about. Are you writing another sequel? We're writing a second book. Um, it is not a sequel. The book that we're writing right now that we're in the process of, the second novel, uh, the working title is Night Watch. And oh, Rembrandt. Like, Sounds good. Like The Long Road to Paris, it will be both suspense with an embedded love story. Um, it's set in the Bahamas on a sailboat. That's all I can tell, tell you about it right now. It's not a sequel. Um, as you know from reading the end of the book, it would be really difficult to make a sequel out of this book. However, I will the say the characters. That, how about the characters? Are right. they going to come back? Some of them because they're That's, just so they're 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 so developed already, and I've become friends with them. I'd like to see them again. Well, that, that's what I'm about to tell you, is that don't be surprised if one or more of the characters don't show up in the next novel. <clears throat> we can't get them out of our heads. And, you know, characters do what they do, um, sometimes things that you don't plan. You know, and that's I'll- an interesting thought there. And maybe uh, Ed or Janet, I don't, whichever one of you want to talk about this, is since this is your first novel, did you find this really startling that once these characters were born and started getting a character themselves, they took on a life of their own? Yes, it, it certainly was startling to us. And um, I'm having a little trouble with the second novel because Marie Claire reminds me of Jan a bit. And I'm in love with Marie Claire. Uh, yeah. And, so <laughs> and you're in love trouble, with Jan. I have trouble getting her out of my head. <laughs> she was very, very interesting character, and I never quite knew where she was coming from. But of course, that whole French part was, you know, was très admirable. You know, she was very, very admirable and very, you know, very sexy. I very interesting character. Now, um, I wanted to ask about your car, your Volkswagen Beetle, because it was in 1967. And you actually drove this, and it's, you, you've said that the, the car that you really drove and that you write about in the book is the same car, although the car in the book had this technology that was, you know, that countries would kill over. Is that technology available? Was that fictional? Was that part? I know that you, uh, you talk about how there were all these things discovered. Is that, a, is that technology out there and we're just hiding it, or do we really not know? Uh, it's not out there. It's that not. part is fictional. Oh, that would be so great, though. Wouldn't it Wouldn't be it? great? Oh, my gosh. I, was, I could really see, you know, it could be so great. So tell me about Stewball. Stewball, how did you come up with the name Stewball, and is your car, your 67 Bugs, as is, is great as the Stewball in the book? 
Well, we think our car is as great as the one in the book, but it does not have any secret technology in it. Outwardly, yes, it is identical to the to, to the star of the book. Um, <clears throat> do you remember a song that was recorded by Peter, Paul, and Mary back in 1968 called Stewball? In that, you know, I didn't remember the song, but I really, I'm going to have to look it up. Yeah, that, because oh, I, I okay, remember well, Peter, in, Paul, in and Mary. In that song, it's probably not one of their better known songs, but in that song, Stewball is a racehorse, and he's the underdog. The words to the refrain are, Stewball is a racehorse, I wish he were mine. He never drinks water, he only drinks wine. And of course, a 1967 Beetle is air-cooled. So we felt that was appropriate since he doesn't use any water. The other oh, thing about Stubal cool. really is good. that um, we are—we felt our car was in, in the Around the World Rally in 2011. We were the oldest team, and our car had the smallest engine. So putting all that together, we felt he certainly was an underdog. Now, in the song, Stubal, the racehorse, the underdog, wins the race. And while in the 2011 world race there was no winner, our car was the only car that did all 14,000 miles on the ground without having to do any major engine overhaul or engine replacement. So he was the most reliable car, and as far as we're concerned, he was the winner. That is, you know, when when you wrote uh, the book, The Long Road to Paris, and you start with this Volkswagen bug, this Beetle, all I could think about is there's no way this car is going to be able to make it. When you got into, in the in Russia, that, that those terrible, terrible roads and the weather and the potholes, and it's amazing. But is it because that the car is easily... Uh, fixed and there are parts available that makes the 67 bug an attractive car for a long race like this? Yes, and it's not the first one that's done long races. Uh, the parts are all available new, which is very different from most antiques. They're, people have picked up manufacturing these, and so you can get them. Now, that was important to us in preparing the car for the race because we could replace everything that we had any doubts about. It wasn't important during the race because we didn't have to replace anything. That's amazing. So the car really just held up. So now you're getting ready to do another rally, and you're, and Stewball is part of that? Yes, same car. Same car. Well, I want to wish you Godspeed. So this is Ed and Janet Howell, and the last name is spelled H-O-W-L-E. Their book, The Long Road to Paris. Let's give out websites and the blog again. The website is thelongroadtoparis.com. It's just the name of the book all spelled out. You can find the blog there or go to thelongroadtoparis.wordpress.com. Dot com And it's obvious that this is just the beginning of a great love affair with you and writing because your first book really, really is just amazing. It's like the amazing race. So I can't wait to read read the next one and find out about Night Watch and what's happening in the Bahamas on your sailing trip. That sounds like it's going to be another big winner. So do you want to just give all our listeners, just wind it up for us, of anything you'd like to say about the long road to Paris? Yes, if there are any movie agents out there, get in touch. 
Yes, I. You know, I, as I said at the top of this segment, the entire time, Ed and Janet, that I was reading the book, the pictures were playing in my head as a movie. So this could, this would really make a terrific movie. You've got all the elements. You know, the, the spies, the sex, the love, the road, the cars, the locations. What a fun, a fun, fun movie this would be. Not only to watch, but I'd be very interesting to make. So. We'll have to watch for that. So all you agents out there, pick up the book, The Long Road to Paris. Again, go to the website, thelongroadtoparis.com. Well, thank you both for being on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. It's been so much fun. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you, Cynthia. Thank you, and best of luck to you in this new uh, road rally that you're going on. And may Stewball win or lose, make the whole race, and you guys have another fantastic adventure. Thank you. Thank you for being on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And when we come back, we're going to do some more fun stuff and talk about some modern pirates of the Caribbean that may be trying to scam you out of your doublons. So stay with me. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are, and I will be right back. I'm going to go take a long road to Paris. Be the star you are, you are the What's going on behind the scenes with your favorite World Talk Radio show or host? For the latest news, visit the iRadio blog at iradioblog.com. Are you living your dreams? Want to create a life you love but don't know how to begin? Lifestyle coach and personal growth expert Cynthia Bryan has jump-started the lives and careers of clients for over two decades with her signature star-style consultations with personalized sessions by phone or in person. You'll turn your passions into profits. Visit www.cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's cynthiabryan.com or call 925-377-7827. Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Just like there are personal trainers at the gym, these days there are personal trainers for careers. Executive coaches help everyone from CEOs to the young entrepreneurial set priorities and follow through on business plans. Good career coaches ask questions about your values and goals and help you devise a plan to meet them. Then they motivate you to focus and encourage you to achieve your dreams. Today's coaches will work with clients not only on job challenges, but also family issues, social lives, artistic aspirations, and spiritual needs. Good coaches ask a lot of questions. So before hiring a coach, make sure you are the one that asks questions and you may want to get references. The profession is not as yet licensed or regulated, but a good coach can really help make a change for the better in your life and maybe turn it around. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business Bite. For coaching from Star Style, visit StarStyleProductions.com or call 925-377-STAR to set up your appointment. Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com. That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827. Be the star you are. Light up the flame. 
Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. Well, we are still having our fiesta here. Thanks for staying with me on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Didn't you love the interview with The Long Road to Paris? This is such a terrific book. I really do want to recommend it. And the authors have been sailing in the Caribbean, and I was just there last month lecturing as a pirate. So we're going to stay in the Caribbean where modern-day pirates are dialing for your dollars. But before I sail away with you, I want to just give another shout-out to the sponsors of the upcoming Moraga Fair Express Yourself Teen Radio uh, booth. And we really are excited to have Arinda Auto Detail, Minuteman Press of Lafayette and Keegan Productions that are helping us get everything going there. Stop by the booth. You can go to StarStyleRadio.com, click on events, and you will see that this fair is coming up May 12th, 11 to 4. And we will be doing man on the street interviews, or I should say not me, but the teens. But I will be there autographing books. You can meet with me. You you can come and talk to me about any of the guests I've had on the radio show. If you are a musician, you're going to be able to lay down some musical tracks. So bring your band, and uh, the kids are going to be doing recording, and they're going to do two live records, two live shows from the booth. So it's going to be a really, really fun day. And one of our teen reporters, um, Young Zhu An, is going to have a craft table where all you can make crafts, and then anything you want to buy that she's already created will be a donation to be the Star You Are charity. So there will be um, donation boxes as well as hands-on experience. And if you're thinking as if you're a teen and you'd like to get involved in radio, this is your opportunity to come audition. Our Star Teen team will be there, and they would like to meet you. That is uh, going to be on May 12th from 11 to 4. Well, you may be aware of some of the scams that are happening today, such as fraudsters saying that you've won the lottery or a free vacation, or you get a letter saying that there's a package waiting for you that needs to be delivered, or that you get um, an email that says, you know, give them a call for details. Well, besides being hit with a pitch to wire money or disclose personal information, which I'm sure by now you already know are scams, If you do actually bite the bullet and call the number, you're already being duped. Most likely, you are calling a foreign country. The area codes look like the same as they are here in the United States, but you're probably calling Jamaica, the Dominican Republic, the British Virgin Islands, the Bahamas, or any other of these Caribbean islands. 
that have the three-digit codes. For example, the three I just mentioned, their area codes are 284, 809, and 876. Now, other Caribbean islands have the similar kinds of area codes. And what it is, it's like using a 900 line here. You're going to pay around $4.99 a minute. Of course, nobody tells you that. And how it works is that high rate is split between the phone companies that uh, give you the phone number and the businesses that use the phone number, which in this case are scammers. So the real goal of the scammer, of course, if they can get your personal information and, you know, uh, take your, your identity, they would love that. But they just want to keep you on the line as long as possible. Your phone company does not reverse the charges because you initiated the call. And it's not uncommon that, you know, you think about it, if you are on for four minutes, you know, and you're just listening to them talk, trying to be polite, you're up to $20 already. And if then if you start talking or they engage you, you could easily have a $100 bill. Now, if it happens to you, you want to call the FCC Consumer Center. Their phone number is 888, you see that's a toll-free number, and it is a U.S. number, 888-225-2322. And they may help you with the charges, and at the very least, they'll be recording that you were scammed or that these companies are doing this, and they'll try to have some stricter laws But it's really important to know what's happening and to not to dial unless you know exactly where you're calling. So if you have to, if you, if you are on the computer, which you are, if you're listening to this show, just put the area code into a search engine and find out what country you're calling. Because you could be calling Canada or you could be calling Mexico or you could be calling the Caribbean and all of those have extra charges. So that is your scam report. Oh, yes. And the other scam report I just want to reiterate, we've talked about it on the show before, is if you ever get a call that says something that, you know, a grandchild or a friend or a child or somebody you know is stranded and they need money wired, make sure to call someone that's close to them first because those are normally scams as it is. Now, I want to just uh, finish out the show today with letting you know that you are worth it. Do not undermine your worth by empowering or comparing others with yourself. It's because we're different that each of us is special. Do not set your goals by what other people deem important. Only you know what is best for you. Don't take for granted the things closest to your heart. You have to cling to them as you would your life, for without them, life is meaningless. Don't let your life slip through your fingers by living in the past, not, and don't live in the future either. But live your life one day at a time and live in the moment because that way you'll live all the minutes, the hours, and the days of your life. Don't give up when you still have something to give. Nothing is really over until the minute you stop trying. It's a fragile thread that binds us to each other. Don't be afraid to encounter risks. It's by taking chances that we learn how to be brave. Don't shut love out of your life by saying it's impossible to find because the quickest way to receive love is to give love and the fastest way to lose love is to hold it too tightly. Don't dismiss your dreams because to be without dreams is to be without hope and to be without hope is to be without purpose. Don't run through life so you forget 
not only where you've been, but also where you're going. And as we finish with our program, life is not a race, but a journey to be savored each step of the way. And if you want to join a race, you could read the book, The Long Road to Paris. (laughs) And that is about a race. But when it comes to your life, make sure that you are savoring every single minute. I want you also to think about uh, your thoughts. So think about what you're thinking about because when you think things about people or you judge them, even without realizing it, you are having to work to pay more attention on being non-judgmental. So look for the positive in people. Avoid right and wrong decisions. Stop judging yourself. And again, as I talk about living in the moment, Really learn to focus on the now and just to accept yourself for who you are and what you are. Thank you for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your life each week. Make sure you are tuned to Star Style. Be the star you are here on World Talk Radio every single Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern. And we will continue to be your personal growth success coaches and keep you happy with our party style. You'll also get expert advice from the experts and professionals and the renowned authors from around the globe. We want you to be able to change your life for the better and to make your dreams come true. And you can. For more information about Star Style Productions or to purchase any of the books, visit StarStyleProductions.com. To make a consultation, you can visit um, or call. You can call 925-377-STAR. And we do take credit cards. And as always, our aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. Cherish the past. Dream of the future, but live today, now. And please read a book this week because it's like a garden in your pocket. Pick up a copy of The Long Road to Paris. You won't be disappointed. And until next week when we celebrate again and Heather and I will be with you, my name is Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Go out into the world and be the star you are. And have a happy Cinco de Mayo. Ole, ole. Until next week, have fun. Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo. The Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life-changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are. You.